Well, it's March again. Time for me to pretend I know about college basketball. Uh, yeah, I'll fill out the bracket, of course. Uh, and, you know, they make it real convenient because they give you those numbers to the left, and the, the lower the number, the better the team is. And so you just pick the lowest number, and you, you win every time, right? I always win the office pool. Uh, and sometimes if, uh, you know, if it's the same number, if I'm confused, who, who has the coolest costumes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. You want to be, you, you know, you could always just do the seeds. Yeah. Um, but then you start looking at it going, well, now, wait a second. What if I have a Cinderella that does this because no one's going to pick that team? Maybe that will help win the pool. But it never helps win the pool. It's just... Uh, it's just easier to just do the numbers, which I accuse my son of doing because we're in a milkshake competition. Yeah. Whereas I like to get creative and go, well, you know what? BYU could beat Texas if everything goes right, so I'm going to do that. Or Utah State, they could beat Texas Tech, uh, whereas it's a 6-11, and most people go, nope, move in the 6. Sure. But that's what makes it fun because everyone's a genius as yeah. of this afternoon. Uh, we're joined by Dave McCann. That sounds funny. Does that sound funny to you? Yeah, it sounds funny to me. Yeah. Anything we can do to fix that funny sound? Maybe we move over to this microphone. Here Is it this mic? I, it might be. Well, now I sound great. Oh, I sound I sound wonderful. Oh, this is great. Uh, we're joined by Dave McCann. We will be if this microphone here works. We're joined by uh, Dave McCann. And uh, give, me a, give me a quick one, two, three, sir. Let's see if we've got you. One, two, three. Oh, now that's radio. Uh, y- you mentioned the seating. Uh, there's, a, there's a six seat. Uh, that is getting a lot of attention here in the great Beehive State. Before before you tell me about where BYU stands and what we think about how they're going, what what's the milkshake contest? Milkshake contest is who of the of the two, me or my son, gets the most teams right in this field. Okay, and, and the lo- the loser has uh, to buy the milkshakes. Okay, very and good. it's mostly a mostly a thing of pride that we'll talk about you know throughout the year. Sure, but uh, that's what's on the line. So we've done it each year and. Now that he's back from his mission, it's legit because he couldn't do picks from Mexico. Uh, and so, but, but everyone does that. Offices, families, uh, just coworkers, buddies. This is, uh, you print your bracket out today and you got a couple of days because they don't start till Thursday and, and, uh, or Friday. And then you, uh, then you just get after it and then you just watch and you take your highlighter and it draws us all in. It's, it's one of the great times of year. Whereas last year at, on this day, it was off, and everyone's talking about COVID and soaring numbers, and today we're talking about teams and brackets it and matchups, so and it the COVID so numbers are plummeting here in Utah, and it's, it's just a great start to a big week. That, that light at the end of the tunnel yeah. is getting closer and closer. The, these games coming up are helping us get there. The numbers you mentioned are helping us get there. This vaccine, as it makes its way into more and more Utah arms, over a million is the, the, the big update over the weekend. Uh, Brigham Young University and Utah State University, they're heading to this big dance. Uh, did they end up seated? Were they seated where we thought they would be? Yeah, BYU thought they'd be a six, and, uh, and Utah State's just happy to get in yeah, because right. they lost the Mountain West Conference championship game. Probably did enough by beating Colorado State in the semifinals down in Vegas. They just stayed in Vegas. They didn't even come home. The NCAA said, you stay there, and if you get in, we'll fly you from there to Indiana. There's no reason to come back and – it's so COVID paranoid, whatever, sure. that uh, like BYU's in Indianapolis today. Um, they had to have seven negative tests seven days in a row before they could get on the plane. Every school's got to do that. And then once you land, you're tested every day. You're in a bubble, so you're away from just about everything but your opponent. And for BYU, they've got to sit and watch Michigan State and UCLA play Thursday night to find out who they will play on Saturday night. 
But we should also note this is the first time in six years that KSL News Radio has been to the big dance. This is a big deal Huge. all over the place. Uh, you mentioned the bubble. Uh, is is much of what we'll see patterned after the, the bubble in Orlando that the NBA came up with last year? Well, I... Fans are going to be allowed in. Okay. So there's a difference there. Family members, I think each player gets oh, so up to that's six. A whole, that's a whole different game. Whole different game. And, and they're not um, – when we say bubble, I mean they're the whole tournament's in the state of Indiana. They'll go to their hotel. They'll go to the park for outside activities. Uh, and then they'll go to the, to the arenas. Um, bubble also meaning they are – there's contact tracing set up so that if a, a player on BYU comes down and tests positive – he can be taken out and the team plays on right? Uh, as opposed to, uh, say, California rules uh, where if a St. Mary's team manager got COVID, the whole program was shut down for 14 days. Classic California. So, yeah, exactly. So that's how they're doing it. So when we say bubble, Indiana's a big state. There's a lot of fresh air in there, and they'll play in Indianapolis, Bloomington, and a couple of other places. But um, the, the control of uh, contact tracing really is what facilitates a bubble cuz you just you can't leave the bubble without right. someone knowing where you where you yeah. went. And so yeah, that's going to be that's going to be right up until they tip off. That's going to be the topic and then when they <laughs> tip off it's going to be who's going to win this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Sunday play. Brigham University doesn't play uh athletic competition on Sunday. Right. But the nature of this tournament should they advance to, you know, certain rounds that it could be, you know, they, they could they could be required to play unless there are certain accommodations made. What do we know thus far about what the NCAA is, is willing to do? They've already informed BYU that should the Cougars win Saturday and Monday against Texas or Abilene Christian, so it's probably going to be Texas, <laughs> uh, they will alter the bracket and uh, BYU will play Saturday, Monday, as opposed to Friday, Sunday, because the Cougars aren't going to play on Sunday and the NCA respects that, and um, they've let them know that they'll accommodate uh, not just them, but the, the the bracket will shift, and so uh, that's how they're going to do it. That's how they've always done it. And and to their credit, I don't believe the NCAA has ever told a school you will play on this day. Um, so at least they've given the the schools, hey, here's what we stand for, and we want to be in this tournament. We yeah. want to be accommodated. BYU's been in the tournament, I think, thirty years, um, and so they've learned that that they can move it around just fine and honor that. That's a classy thing. Uh, what's your prediction? How far do we go? Well, I think um, I think they can get Saturday. Uh, Michigan State and UCLA are big names uh, that haven't had big seasons. Uh, Michigan State has beaten some big teams, but they're 15 and 12. UCLA is 17 wins, but they've lost four in a row coming in. Uh, BYU, I think... Got a taste of their potential in the first half against Gonzaga in the WCC tournament where they led by 12 at halftime. Right. They got a taste that they can compete and be successful, but they got to come out and take care of the basketball, and they got to shoot lights out like they did in that game. Now, remember, they lost to Gonzaga, who beat everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't think they were going to win. Uh, I just thought that they just were going to have to play lights out to give themselves a chance, and they did. And so now they're not playing the number one team. They're playing an 11 seed. And if they go out and take on that same kind of approach, they can get through Saturday. Beating Texas on Monday night, they're the two seed, I think. Um, they're legit. But here's the thing: like Mark, Mark Pope said today, you just you just get in, you win the day, and you move on. And that's the magic of this tournament. That's why we have upsets because 
Two teams are going to play. One team's going to show up. That's right. And it can be uh, Goliath or it could be David. And uh, and we'll see. We'll be excited to watch. And Utah State, same thing. they got to play great to move on, but they're capable of playing great. Outstanding. Uh, Dave McCann, thanks so much. A pleasure chatting with you. Let's see if we can squeeze in a few more of these chats before, uh, before I hang things up. Get your bracket filled out, too. Don't be one of those that wakes up no, the no. day after day one, starts marching them in there. That's the way. Uh, Dave McCann, Castle Television, thank you so much you uh, for your insight here. We'll chat again soon. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up today's program with a quick look at how vaccines are impacting Washington. Yet, quite literally, the time it takes to get work done in the United States Congress right now is wholly dependent on the safeguards taken that the vaccines very well may fix. Does that make sense? Vaccines could hurry up government work. How's that work? I'll explain next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.